0: Andrew. Oh, hey. What are you doing tonight? Are are we are we are we still are we still here? Like after last week I wasn't sure. <laughs> are we still?
1: <laughs> well, my chamomile tea is just sliding right down my throat and making my whole body feel warm, so I'm still here.
0: When we said goodbye last week, I was like it's 50/50 if the country will still exist
1: um, <laughs> next week when we, you know,
0: just yeah. come back together to chat.
1: You know, funny you say that, but not funny. Um, we got an um, email at work from our corporate offices that literally was like, here is a packet on how to handle social unrest, and, like, here's our protocol in case things—
0: <laughs> Not the social unrest. <laughs> yeah, like,
1: in case things get bad around your store, here's a protocol on how to keep everyone safe. And I just was like, oh, shit.
0: Well, I live near D.C., so, I mean, it's been super quiet. (laughs)
1: Like nothing is happening at all.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think what we were all hoping was that, you know, ultimately, after four years of this administration, yeah, that the way this would end was be literally the Capitol and the mall and all of it being shut down with barbed wire
1: around it. Uh, 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 Oh, man. Oh, well, you know, good. I have hope for what's in store.
0: Hey, welcome to OK But Like.
1: OK But Like, here's a new episode, our (laughs) weekly political and pop culture podcast where we talk about the week and the world. Um, Have you heard crazy shit this week that's not about, like, insurrection?
0: (laughs) Right. the thing that's the thing because so you and i are certainly political animals yes because we are curious yes and we're looking to grow and learn and it's just all of this is so interesting in historical context it's a it's horrifying but in historical context we are literally living through
1: history (laughs) oh i know i think about that a lot right is like what uh the history books are i mean which is a whole other thing but like what what how how will this moment be remembered and portrayed and i'm i'm curious
0: it's it it will be certainly interesting and yeah there's gonna be some day i assume when um you know my children children my grandkids are in school and they're gonna talk about like when the Capitol was ransacked oh absolutely and i'm gonna be there all old and complaining about the way it's been whitewashed
1: yeah <laughs> uh, you know I, the, that the chuckle that i just offered is one of a sad recognition of truth yes yes i totally hear you
0: I do have one though that is absolutely not related because it's important to have uh to have those breaks. Would you like my headline?
1: Yeah, I want to hear it.
0: quote: Blood everywhere. <laughs> Aggressive squirrels terrorizing attacking New York City residents for weeks. Oh my
1: gosh. Oh my gosh, I've lived in New York, so I want to hear more because the squirrels were always so lovely there. Oh my God, no <laughs> do you, not true. Do you want to hear mine? I do. Ooh, mine is really intense but super interesting. Did you see this story? Um, So the headline is Mushrooms Grow in Man's Blood After Injection of (laughs) Mushroom Tea.
0: (laughs) Your reaction. First of all, I just left my body. I know. You know what? I have a thing. Okay, so first of all, about mushrooms mushrooms or about blood, physically make me (laughs) ill. Oh, really? I love mushrooms. So besides the fact of just not eating them, you know when you look under a mushroom cap and it's got those like oh the texture, yes, I know what you mean. Okay, there's actually a name. Yeah, like for um, trypophobia. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I used to have horrific nightmares where my hands—oh my god, stop!—looked like <laughs> that, and I would get things stuck in it, like gravel. Oh my and god, I couldn't get it out. Oh my god, mushrooms make me. Ill. My
1: entire body is repulsed by the image <laughs> of. The, I totally understand what you mean.
0: It's like American horror stories.
1: So. Okay, well, we're not gonna talk about that then because I just don't want like an episode of us just like recoiling physically and verbally. So you can look it up. It's a pretty intense story. Um I won't repeat the headline, but tell me about these squirrels.
0: I'm not like I feel like my rose is gonna come up. <laughs>
1: It's actually really gross, and like the thought of it, I don't even want to like get into. But it is super scientifically interesting. So maybe if oh you're if you're God. if you're into that, listeners, go and look it up. Uh, it's available pretty much everywhere. But I got it from LiveScience.com. But there are <laughs> squirrels that are attacking people and causing bloodshed,
0: <laughs> which isn't the most uncommon. We've definitely seen pe- squirrels freaking out. Oh, all, like that's their mo, right? I just feel people. like they're on constant
1: freakout mode.
0: Okay here's what i got it says some people oh source uh cbslocal.com great okay some people living in a queen's neighborhood are afraid to leave their homes I, <laughs> the opening sentence
1: <laughs> listen this is what people say when they say like don't trust the mainstream media because it's alarmist
0: <laughs> this actually that's absolutely right that's because there have been several aggressive squirrel attacks over the last few weeks okay michelin frederick is still bruised her bite wounds are healing after she was attacked by a squirrel one week ago you hear someone has been bitten by a squirrel you're like okay you got a little nib what's the deal but this this was an MMA cage match, and I lost (laughs) that's a direct quote that's the quote from Miss
1: Frederick from Miss Frederick knows the dramatics and I'm here for it can we get her as a guest (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> exactly girl come and talk to us about what happened with this squirrel this is okay and then it continues she said the squirrel totally unprovoked went after her as she stood on the front stoop of her rego park home by the way there is an accompanying photo i kid you not of, an, of snow in front of her home it is covered in blood oh my god like you
1: actually like like uh, alarmingly
0: so I mean, it looks like this was after it says, quote, we're wrestling in the snow and there's blood everywhere and my fingers getting chewed and it won't let go. Eventually, it just stopped. And there I was a big bloody mess. This
1: woman went through it. I'm not laughing at her pain. I'm laughing at like, how did a squirrel cause that much damage? Do they like latch on and not like, I don't
0: understand oh i will tell you this now there's a i'm looking at uh, well i i gasped because i scrolled down oh. and there's a picture from her like she's got um think of like a ring camera yeah and your front door and it's got images of her fighting this squirrel and it <laughs> actually looks really terrible
1: but is it just like a normal size squirrel
0: I think this is a normal size squirrel, although I, I will say this. Do you know that squirrels are actually—squirrels can be very fast. I believe squirrels can run about, like, 15 miles an hour. Yeah,
1: look at them scurry up that tree. And they can
0: jump, like, like up. They can jump up, like, eight feet. Yeah, like, they're— Like, they could get at you. Yeah, they're like
1: um, American Ninja Warriors. <laughs> they are. <laughs>
0: Okay, so this is rough because it says uh, the victim said they've called the city for help. The Department of Health said it advised them to hire a state licensed trapper, which they have. But so far, the traps remain empty. So you call the city to help and they're like, you know, I don't know, call somebody.
1: Yeah, like call someone more legally qualified, licensed or qual- like I, I.
0: Wait, is it rabid? Like, is it? OK it says the CDC says small rodents like squirrels are almost never found to have rabies so not knowing what's causing the squirrels aggressive behavior is concerning for many people who live in the area yeah quote I'm a little surprised the city's not taking it more seriously considering how many people have been attacked <laughs> Yeah. i
1: just feel like maybe this is the beginning of a science fiction fantasy like horror movie right where like one person gets attacked and then multiple people get attacked and oh my god then like the eel or not the eels the, <laughs> i was thinking about our previous episode with the eels <laughs> so we've got squirrels <laughs> we've got eels girl the, the creatures are coming the creatures are coming
0: you do wonder and it's it's interesting in the context of like how little we know about different types of animals, even squirrels, which are so common to us, right? There's a reason. There just is. It's an animal. So there's a reason that the squirrel or squirrels are freaking out like yes, ex- and we just don't know it. Right. Especially when you consider
1: like how, um, you know, like pigeons and squirrels and other like, um, you know, city dwelling animals when they like become desensitized to people, they will, like, land on you or come up to you or be less scared of you. And so it's like, how is their behavior changing? And now they're just, like, not only coming up to you and begging for a peanut, they're coming up and chewing on your hand and, like, leaving blood all (laughs) over your doorstep.
0: Chewing on your hand and, like, refusing to let go. Like, animals have certain motivations, as we understand it, (laughs) right? And so it would have to do with, like, survival. So, like, you wouldn't think that the squirrel, yeah, he's got a reason we just don't know what it is. What are, what are the chances that, you know, she was, um, she was threatening the squirrel and we don't actually know the full story. Yeah. Where's the video? The Where's the video?
1: I want the video. I'm going gonna, gonna to reserve judgment until I see
0: the full video. <laughs> I actually feel so bad for this woman. I can't imagine. Because also I've got like small kids. Like, imagine coming out of your house and you just don't know if a small rodent is going to come flying at your face that actually is really terrible
1: yeah like actually when i think about it i'm i'm actually kind of scared of that so i hope like the squirrels around me are not feeling going through whatever those squirrels are going through
0: <laughs> whatever those squirrels are going through <laughs>
1: Have you had any thoughts this week at all that were, like, not related to, um, you know, DC or the government or social uprising or transitions of powers? What do you want to talk about?
0: Nothing. I don't have anything. Okay. Episode over. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) So, in the times in which we live, um, (laughs) escapism is important, right? Like, you cannot doom scroll... 24 hours a day even though i've been trying no
1: yeah and also i think that is definitely the word of 2021 like i've heard doom scroll so much in the last couple of weeks
0: oh i'm sorry it's like cliche right
1: no no not at all i just think it's like it is a perfect reflection it's like have you ever heard one of those words where you're like oh this verb actually makes perfect sense for the action like doom scroll to me feels exactly right well
0: and i get to so i'll go through my twitter feed and then i'll go back up and refresh it wait for some more to come back in when you same, should just walk away same
1: i know girl i'm literally like why did 3 hours pass
0: <laughs> exactly <laughs> also though it it's, in my opinion a very good break for that is actually tiktok as well if you get your algorithm Ugh. right um Ugh. oh i just my algorithm just love is it. right now puppies and lumberjacks i swear that is my feed <laughs> and so It's
1: literally why I can't open any of my social media accounts like in public because it's like hot dudes, hot dads, Disney art, tattoos, puppies, hot dudes.
0: So in the uh, in the thoughts of that, I have been watching some reality TV. Because oh, you
1: have! That
0: is the is that's the escapism. But I, okay, so here I have a question though, and I'm gonna put this okay. in in two in two buckets. Both of these shows I absolutely adore. So one, of course, is Drag Race, which has been back oh. for a couple of weeks now, a few weeks.
1: Yeah, yeah, episode. Yeah, one yep. is
0: with more drama than ever. So one is Drag season Race, season thirteen of
1: American Drag Race. Yes, yes, yes. Yep. yes.
0: The other one, uh, which is its season has completed, but you, you know, like everyone, watch things in your own time. It's the um, like British baking, British bake-off, British baking show, which I think you've heard of, okay. but you don't watch.
1: I literally have never seen a single second. I've never even seen a clip.
0: Well, oh, you know what's interesting about that is I bet I could. And by the way, it's the Great British Baking Show. I know there's someone screaming into their phone. <laughs> <laughs> Literally like she said the title wrong. Wait, it's not bake off. I
1: thought, isn't there something called the great British bake off? No,
0: I am pretty confident. This is by the way, this is why we have the internets, right? I yeah. you can look Com- this up. Computers in our, computers The great in our British hands. baking show. Yes. Okay, great. I'm sure there are ba- bake offs or some offshoot or somewhat other, but sure, yes. Okay. Sure. So these are both reality competitions, of course. I, I wonder, so this is what I've wondered about, because I love both of these shows so much. Why? So you don't watch uh, the show. But just to give you a quick overview, it is a Mm -hmm. like round by round bake off, essentially, each week has a theme. So it could be like bread week. For instance, literally just bread week. We are baking breads.
1: Okay. Yum. I want I want every week to be bread week. And they
0: have different (laughs) challenges. There's like three a week. They're the same, but there's like three challenges a week, and they get you know progressively more difficult. And they they're some of them they're fully prepared for. Like they know what's coming and they've been practicing for it. And then there's another one. It's called the technical. That's more about like your technical ability to make something. That one is more of a surprise. Okay.
1: Okay, okay. There is
0: no uh, drama created or otherwise between the contestants. They they come, they bake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, winners are selected. They seem to be extraordinarily supportive of each other. There are no storylines that are made. Okay. If that makes sense, you mm-hmm. you get to know them as people, but there aren't like sure. storylines manufactured for each of them, kind of thing. And then you have like a drag race. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs>
1: And then on the other side.
0: <laughs> and so I feel like plenty of people absolutely love the British baking show. Like I know tons of people who watch it and very oh, much yeah, it. Same. it's a show that I can watch with my four-year-old. It's actually kind of yeah. calming in a way, watching people do the baking It doesn't have like yeah. a hurried um, you know, soundtrack to it. They're, they're not throwing slime at them. like nothing is happening. They're just, they're, they're baking, and they're trying to figure out who is the best at doing this thing.
1: Are the rounds timed? Like, is there time pressure? Yeah, no,
0: there is. So you don't have, like, okay, infinity, cool. right? So they may have, right, like, right. four or five hours to do something. Okay. Um, and the other thing I admit I love about the show is the fact that they do get a chance to practice. Because the other thing I've sometimes wondered about, like, talent competitions is, like, what if it's a pressure issue or something? It doesn't oh, mean you're totally. the best yeah. at that thing. But if you told someone, hey, you're going to bake cookies and you let them practice and get prepared, I feel like we might actually find the best cookie maker,
1: you know? So on the show, yeah, yeah, I love that. So on the show, it's like, hey, you're going to be baking cookies and then they get practice rounds?
0: It's not rounds. It seems like they just tell them beforehand. Like, hey, this week, this is what's going to be happening. And they go home and they can practice it during that week or what have you and then, you know, come back for the competition. It was different this season because they were in a bubble. But it still seemed right. like they had the ability to practice in, like, a kitchen and, you know, get, get ready, nice. essentially. So, why can't it be more of that? Why? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, well, I hear what you're saying. And the immediate answer is um, drag queens. Okay. <laughs> like, the,
0: the answer I, is drag queens. I, I know. Queens. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to remove the drama <laughs> completely from drag queens. And I should say, I'm not picking on drag race. No, you can't understand the fandom I have for drag race. I'm just oh, using that right. as an example. Totally. You could insert... Many, many, many other reality anything, anything
1: shows. like every reality show on MTV. Any by the yeah, way, even totally. the
0: cooking ones like Chopped. Why is Chopped oh God, the I, way it is?
1: You know, I love Chopped. But you know what i I'm love. talking chopped. about? Where they're all I, I totally and know everything. I know it's. I think it's just because of like the evolution of reality TV in America, right? Is and I mean, admittingly, I'm not a, a British TV aficionado. Never even seen the show, but I'd be curious to know about. Isn't there, like, a Jersey Shore-type show, but in the UK?
0: Well, didn't, like, Big Brother originate in the UK? Oh, Big Brother, like, I started in up? the
1: UK, right? Yeah, no, I think so that that's right. So it's not they don't have
0: this element.
1: No, you're right, yeah. Is it something just maybe about thought, bak- bakers? Was this show
0: also a PBS show? What show? The Great British... Why do I keep? I'm unable to oh, call it. I, I'm just gonna call it British. Well, baking. because
1: the great, the Great British Bake Off is a show, but so is apparently the Great British Baking Show. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, which is like, okay. I'll, basically, what it comes down to is you put Great British Bake and people are going to watch <laughs> <Right>. it, apparently.
0: <laughs> so, so I know it comes on PBS. It's on Netflix now, of course. But I know it was like right. originally in the US on. Um, oh, wait. No, you're absolutely right. So there is the Great British Bake Off. So I wonder what the difference is. I don't know I mean, what they the split have to be related, there. right? Uh, well, you they wonder have if there to was be. a rights thing. Did it start as like the Great British Baking Show, which is on PBS? And then did it, like, migrate? But it's called the Great British Bake Off, I wonder.
1: I wonder if the Brits are so, like, lovely and, like, agreeable <laughs> that they, like, thought Bake Off was too aggressive. <laughs> so they changed it to, <laughs> to Baking Show not, instead of Bake Off.
0: I'm not entirely sure. That's so funny. <laughs> That's so funny that yeah, that we're not quite knowing what the what the split is there. But regardless, so I will say this though about Drag Race. There was a time, and here's where I get to be all old and complain about things, but
1: I mean same girl. I've I've been a drag race stand since episode one, season one. So you better keep going. Knowing
0: that I will continue to watch every single episode. I just, I will. Every single episode. And the talent is beyond my comprehension. And they're just so, they're so (laughs) talented. It's crazy. But...
1: This this season is going to be a good one. There was
0: a time when it felt like, and again, reality TV is always manufactured. I get that. So I'm not sitting over here naive. But there feels like there was a time when we would at least get to like manufacture the garments. Um, And not every challenge was a drama, TV, not drama. I mean, literally drama, like having them do like a TV skit.
1: (laughs) Right, like an acting challenge.
0: So many of those. I know. And I don't know that that fully um, embraces the art. Like I get that uh, drag is not what it once was. And again, I'm dating myself. I'm going to sound so old. But the idea of being able to put your your drag together from a variety of elements from Mm -hmm. scratch seems to... Again, I want to be so careful because I'm not a member of this community and I am just looking as a huge fan from the outside. But all I can say is I did very much enjoy watching them create looks from challenges.
1: Same, same, right? Like, I would always describe uh, RuPaul's Drag Race for anyone who's listening who lives under a rock and has obviously never seen it, but I, like, don't think that that person exists anymore. Um, It reminded, the reason why I loved Drag Race and still love Drag Race, but why I really loved it was it felt like America's Next Top Model meets project runway but for like a gender queer community right and um yeah like the creativity and just like the insight and the character work and the branding and all of that that goes along with creating a drag persona was so new and interesting and exciting to me as a viewer and it felt like super creative all of those things are still very much true of drag race but inevitably there are you know characters and plots and dramas and enemies and as the show has grown there you know are queens that have relationships outside of the show or knew each other or had rivalries and you know all of those elements that create a recipe for a reality show are, are I mean you could ask someone and that's exactly why they watch it right whereas for me Drag Race was always so beautiful and why I loved it so much and why I still call it the best show on TV is because it was a creative explosion of a mind that i am unfamiliar with
0: well and it's interesting because also over time i assume it seems like it's gotten more and more expensive for the contestants right as tons of things have just gotten more expensive but um the um what is it what is it called like bootstrapping it i can you make it onto drag race now bootstrapping it
1: I I mean, I don't know. And, and, you know, that's a great question because even, you know, there are queens almost every season there's one who's like, I'm a budget queen. I, you know, I, and like, the, they a make a point queen. to seriously, to be like, I'm broke and I make this out of pop bottles or whatever it is. And then you have other queens who are like, I bought this actual Mackie gown. Yes!
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's an original Bob Mackie that I had to have. And it's like... <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, so I don't know. I mean, so, like, my, well, let me ask you a question about the great British bake-off shows. <laughs>
0: yes, because we don't know the difference between the <laughs> well, two this, right
1: I'm just going to refer to all of them. <laughs> yeah. Um. Like, what is satisfying about it? Is it about the characters? Is it about the actual baking? Is it about the competition? Like, what do you find so satisfying about it?
0: So, besides the fact that there isn't the drama, which in and of itself, I know that drama is attractive because you do actually have a response to it. Right? So whatever that emotional response might be, where you get, like, angry about it, or you get anxiety, or or it makes you happy. Like, drama produces responses in people. That's why it exists. That's why news is the way it is, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, fair, but yep.
0: But I do find the show to be very calming, and I do also think it's amazing what people are able to create. Because they also get into, uh, again, it's baking, so it's very broad, and they, they use these techniques I've never even heard of, and... They're making these creations visually. And the only drama I feel like exists is like the (laughs) drama of like, will the cake like collapse? (laughs) Like that's the drama. And I love that they're just in general like supportive of one another in the competition. It's enjoyable to watch.
1: Oh, interesting. Yeah, that's cool. I, you know, that's funny you say that is because like, um, you coming up on that lens is like, I'll come up on the lens of like, I find drag race to be most enjoyable when they are getting along and when they're supporting each other. Like, girl, those moments in the workroom when a queen is like, oh my God, my my corset broke, and another queen is like, oh, here, I have a corset you can use. I'm like, Yes. <laughs> I'm like, you better help each other. I enjoy
0: that. I think we've all, even though they are manufactured, Factured. I think we can all agree at this point. The conversations when they're getting ready, I still do enjoy that piece. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, it's definitely emotional manipulation in terms of the viewer. Because it's always
0: when it's like, yeah, I was emotionally. (laughs) My mom doesn't know that I'm getting. Exactly, exactly. So it's when they (laughs) take the time to reveal these moments about, you know, the contestants, which is, again, part of the storytelling. Um, but I've always liked that. I think I shared this with you previously. Did you watch Drag Race Thailand on the, like, app? You can, I, what is it? Um, what is the production company Wild called? Presents. Yes. Have you watched Wild it? Wild Presents,
1: yeah. I have not. I have not watched it yet.
0: I feel like Drag Race Thailand had a lot of the elements that I'm talking about. Where, Ooh, what do you mean? Because it was more like, the older versions of the U.S. in terms of the creativity that they brought to the table out of just making, making things, not necessarily what you brought with you. And so I found that hyper enjoyable. I think everything evolves. And again, I still think that, uh, for instance, the makeup is just out of this world. And that's evolved from uh, there's so much ability to like, again, there's like people on TikTok, right, that can teach you how to do a million oh, different for sure. like there's so much access to, and there's different types mm-hmm. of makeup, and there's even there's more shades than there used to be. So even the queens of mm-hmm. color can find everything for they sure. need. So that's positive. So on one hand, um, you know, again, not wanting to take away from how phenomenal the current queens are, there are still those elements of the earlier versions of the show that I just wish we got more of.
1: Totally, and you know, it makes me think. I wonder about your opinions on. So I actually. Um, I actually know a couple of the, like a couple of my friends have been on Drag Race and it was really cool to see them. Um, But a part of the conversation of seeing my friends on Drag Race that I know is seeing which quote unquote edit they get, right? Because when you, to your point, they have plots and they have drama, et cetera, et cetera. There are definitely specific edits that go along with reality competition TV shows like Drag Race or like um, The Challenge on MTV or whatever it is. Like there there are heroes and there are villains and there are, you know, there's the bitch edit and the winner edit and all of that, right? So I wonder about with reality shows like this, right, is you want to get on the show. You want to become famous. You want your name and your brand to get out there. But it's not always what you, um, like the edit you get is can sometimes be really work against you
0: well and that's part of this too right the mindset of people coming into the show because earlier in the show people weren't no one knew what it was
1: right exactly people
0: were not the stars they are now you do not have to win that show plenty of the huge stars did not win that show and so do you feel then that um, people are approaching the show looking at it from the platform side of I don't not that they don't all want to win I'm sure they do but knowing that okay I've got to maximize this platform and this visibility and that doesn't necessarily breed authenticity which I understand
1: right it doesn't but it also is like you go on the show and you're opening yourself up to. okay listen people that watch these shows are fans. Like, they are all up on Twitter, they are all up on Instagram, they pick their favorites. But, like, in toxic ways
0: to plenty of these queens though.
1: Absolutely. That's what I'm getting at, right? Is like, I don't imagine the great British bake shows have people coming for them on social media saying, like, I hope you kill yourself.
0: Hold on. You know what I mean? Quick thing, though. By the way, I did look it up, and apparently it is just a difference between when it crossed over. So it's the same show. Two different names. They had to tweak it. Oh. When they brought it to American TV, <laughs> so it's fine.
1: So <laughs> it's wait. So joke. what did it start as, and what
0: did it become? Bake off started as Bake off.
1: It started as Bake off.
0: So having said Got that. It. okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> Good fact. Was, Good well, fact checking. Hold this though. I so it's so funny you say that because in this last season there was a woman who ended up uh, getting to the final. And she got chosen over someone who was considered a fan favorite, and one of the hosts had to come out and be like, "Stop harassing this woman." And that was this show, which I would argue is has none. There's just not even that element, and apparently the fans got all toxic online.
1: Oh no! See, so this is the thing about reality TV shows. There's like, I admittingly, aside from Drag Race, um, and aside from. The real world on MTV, which don't even get me started on, I don't watch it anymore. But those first 10 seasons of The Real World, when it premiered in 1992, and then on the next 10 seasons are literally perfect. And I think that there should be a college class about them. And I'm not kidding when I say that, like when the when the real world started in 1992, and did this formula of like, bringing seven very different strangers in their 20s and 30s to live together to like meet each other and say like, hey, where are you from? And what type of person are you? And what do you believe that shit was Interesting. There it was not a competition. It was there was a uh, drama that was birthed. There were different people whose worldviews collided. All of that super interesting. But when you add that element of reality show competition, when you have heroes, when you have villains, when you have winners, and coupled with you have people especially right now who are like seeking some sort of stability in their lives by watching reality TV show and are digesting it as actual reality. And they go out there acting a fool on the internet to these people that one, they don't fucking know. And two are like characters on a TV show. Like you have to remember that. Yes. They're like Molly is really a baker or, you know, um, Elliot is really a drag queen, but like they're characters on this show right now, y'all, you cannot be going out there telling people to kill themselves.
0: It's that blurred, yes, it's that blur that people have. Well, besides the fact that people act a fool on, online, just period, to each other, period. to brands. Yeah, yeah, We've yeah. covered that extensively. But also, yes, that it's that understanding, hey, this is TV. So whatever you see, know that there's context we're missing. Also, this Absolutely. could be written, quite literally written, even though it's reality. They are putting on a show for you. You cannot look at this as this these are who these people really are. It's a very valid point though, you bring up, um, you bring up real world because I I think that for the most part, right? I feel like people think we okay, it's groundbreaking. Everyone knows that. It it is the beginning of where we are now. But I, I think don't most of us feel like the real world was probably as real as it gets. It was edited, of course, right? It wasn't a live stream, but it, to your point, it felt like in, the, in that, the birth of reality TV, that those interactions were as real as it's ever been, if that makes sense. It's,
1: yeah, Absolutely. And I think that that's a part of, I think maybe art in general, but specifically with reality TV, no one knew what it was yet the people coming on the show didn't know what it was the people consuming the show didn't know what it was and so it it was yeah i i think that that's right and 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 i think it was the most interesting and then
0: even then do you remember even then we had uh poor kevin as a black man on tv that gets portrayed as like the angry one do you remember all that oh, poor kevin
1: oh do you kevin yelling in in julie's face oh. and julie yelling in his face and that that that's what America's i mean right not, was that not just, ready Was not ready. And I, if that was shown, like if they re-released the first season of The Real World and they, today, like right now, those conversations between Julie and Kevin standing on the street screaming at each other about whether or not white people can be racist, or black people can be racist, that Kevin has this discussion, relevant today and also still kind of not ready for it. Like white America, not ready for that shit. That was groundbreaking.
0: Yeah, well, and you know what's interesting? Well, and Kevin, uh, shouts to Kevin Powell, by the way, who's very active in the Black Lives Matter movement. That that's a yes. lifelong. uh he's a I lifelong. I love seeing voice, him remain active.
1: Totally, but totally. to your
0: point, and what he, who he represented, and who Julie represented in that show, it is so interesting, and it's also kind of um, it makes me a little bit sad for. Again, I'm so fucking old. It makes me a little sad for what MTV <laughs> has become. MTV used to be oh, about. Oh, it makes the me
1: Girl, it makes me full out sad, and I will not. So this is so funny. I don't know if we've ever talked about this, Alex. Did you know that there was a certain reality show on MTV that we're talking about right now that I actually auditioned for and got like multiple callbacks for?
0: I knew this lightly. I feel like I knew this in passing, but we've never like talked talked about it
1: well and my sort of shtick was right the reason why I think that they were interested and the reason why I think I kept getting called back is because I literally full up that was my that was my shtick I was like y'all used to be the shit and now you're terrible you put all these hot people in a house and you want to see them fuck what you used to do is put really interesting people in a house and make them like confront each other's worldview and they would be like oh tell us more like I literally straight up shit talked MTV to MTV's face about like how they used to be amazing with what they were producing and they've gotten really far away from that right and I just think I like I do I mourn the loss of the real world it used to be so interesting
0: real world San Francisco was fucking important like within my in so
1: many in so many although does Puck
0: give us uh, reality villains
1: I think Puck gives us human like human villains right like he um, that's this is what I'll say again huge real world fan I don't think he was edited that way when you talk to the housemates, when you talk to everyone after the show, when you talk to the producers, when you talk to his cast members, Homeboy was problematic. Homeboy oh, no. was I don't, villainous. I don't think that
0: they made him look bad, but I'm saying that there was an element of him that I think that influences how Created? people behave <gasps> oh, on reality intrac- TV or, oh. or edited. Like, oh, we need a puck.
1: The Puck edit, oh, interesting. It's like, this is what semiotically told us would make a reality show villain in Puck, and so now you do Puckish yeah, behavior. Yeah, I just kind
0: of wonder. Also, um, hmm. fuck Rachel from Real World San Francisco. <gasps> oh, um, oh, 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 girl, what is that all about? And her man, uh, what is it? D- oh, what is Sean. Sean Duffy? Fuck him Sean. too.
1: Ugh. Yeah, fuck, fuck like you in both. Real life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. See, right. Oh, God, whatever. So listen, reality shows are, are interesting. I just don't think people should be like fucking watching them like they're real people and they're friends because, girl, you're not friends with Molly Baker, girl, and you're not <laughs> friends with <Ellie>. and, and <laughs> like Elliot. And the idea with two that they would want you to behave
0: that way on their behalf, even if. For, who would yes. want you to behave this way?
1: Okay, so great. Right. That's the other thing that I find sort of uh, like noxious about um, reality show and why I try to actively like limit my engagement with it is like these people who are on the Internet telling these people these villains or whatever or they were robbed or, you know, go kill yourself or all of this toxic talk. They want that. They want the, they want, they need a show with a villain. They need a show with someone to upset them. They need a show, right? It's like such a weird media drug loop, right? Where it's just like, you don't want uh, someone being mean to your favorite character, but you want to reach out to them on the internet and you want a villain edit and you want a good guy and a bad guy and you watch every week and you think they're your friends. It's just, it's, yeah, it's dangerous and can get kind of gross.
0: Yeah. It gives this illusion of intimacy. That is not. We don't know these people. Like you mm. said, the, a lot of this is written. It is edited. It's all these things, and so you just can't invest that much in it. But the medium is meant to be invested in. That's why it's quote unquote reality it, TV because they want you to be invested. Yeah. So yes, I, to your point, I think you just have to have yourself removed from it and always remember it's just to it's it's a it's just it's supposed to be enjoyable. It's supposed to be it entertainment. Is to be <laughs> it's TV. Yeah. And so yes, yeah, so um, that's just me and my. Days gone by of why can't they jump in a dumpster and pull out some fabric and sew it together
1: or whatever. <laughs> and make a, make a dress and stomp down the runway.
0: <laughs> but to your point, um, at the end of the day, both of those shows are really enjoyable and there are a lot of shows even in between. Someday you and I, though, should... Someday I would love... We should talk about, though, um, the, the moral side of some of the reality TV because I have to admit, I watch some shows that I just know... are like they're they are enthralling to me but Mm -hmm. it's it's like human misery
1: (laughs) yeah it's like immoral like
0: (laughs) truly right and I'm gonna go ahead and drop one and if anyone watches it you will know what I'm talking about it's love after lockup (laughs)
1: Joyful, joyful. Hey, tell me something joyful.
0: Okay, I have a very quick joy corner. I am hoping, as I always do, because I have found a tweet, Andrew. Yes, I'm hoping oh my it gosh. translates. They've always translated, and I know someday that it's not going <laughs> to translate.
1: <laughs> oh, I, I, I know can't wait. Well, now it's
0: all built up and everything. So, <laughs> let me. All right, the tweet. And it is Eberquist. So it's E E B E R Q U I S T. I always like to give credit. You can tell we're living in a normal and functioning society when you get to read statements like, quote, Hallmark believes in the peaceful transition of power. (laughs)
1: Is that actually a Hallmark statement?
0: Uh, I believe that they did have to release a statement because they had given like some uh, political donations. Like I think Holly got one of their donations. So they had like released a statement. And yes, they literally said like Hallmark believes the peaceful transitional power is part of the bed of our democratic system. <laughs> like they had to.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. First
0: of all, what is Hallmark doing giving out GOP senator donations anyway? Does that sound weird? Well, I mean, yeah. Because anywho, um, not great. Uh, Axe body spray also released a (laughs) statement. Did you see that? Because they found like a bottle of Axe at the Capitol after it was ransacked, and so they released a statement. And it was like, "What hell are we living in?"
1: (laughs) (laughs) Axe had to release a statement because their bottle was found in the wreckage. Oh my lord.
0: But yes, they like tweeted out. So someone tweeted out, it was like left by the mob, a can of Axe body spray. And then Axe, like, quote tweeted it and was like, Axe condemns yesterday's acts of violence and hate. And it was like, you know what?
1: Oh my God. What kind of world is this? The
0: simulation is full on broken.
1: There's a glitch in the matrix
0: here. I'll tell you something
1: that brought me joy that proves that maybe the glitch in the matrix is not so bad. Um, Have you heard about this story out of the UK um, with this plumber, his sweet baby angel plumber? His name is James Anderson, who's 53. And he uh, set up a nonprofit to help uh, provide heating and plumbing for like in need families that are having COVID financial troubles for free. Like he literally comes in and is their heating and plumbing guy for free.
0: Bless his heart.
1: It's really sweet. Yeah. His name is James Anderson. He's 53. Um, He has said that he has spent over $57,000 of his own money helping people during this pandemic. Um, More than 10,000 vulnerable families that he has been able to help with their heating and plumbing for free. Um, He relies on his full-time job as a plumber and, um, you know, offers his charitable service to folks who are in need who are unable to pay him. So he's like doing a really amazing balance of work for pay and work for for charity. And I just think that that is sweet and lovely and never more needed than in these times.
0: It is very sweet. It's very lovely. I think that it goes back, though, to something that you and I have talked about. And there's actually a very good Vox piece on it. And I'm so sorry I'm crossing this over to Joy Corner, which is supposed to be a bubble of joy. But... There's a very good Fox piece. Uh, I know the title like the top of my head, but it's like feel good news stories are masks for societal failures. (laughs) Check it out.
1: (laughs) Oh, totally. No, no. I totally hear what you're saying. I'm like, if society is going to fail, though, I want someone like James Anderson to be there to like help me.
0: A hundred percent. We should all try to be him in the ways in which that we can. Um, So for those of us who have those abilities, yes. To your point, now more than ever, as they say. Um, help the people around you where you can. So that's super sweet and amazing. Was there any information of like could people donate to him or yes, he
1: um started a nonprofit where you could reach out and, you know, he can, he accepts donations and things like that. It's called Defer D E P H E R. Um, again, that's D E P H E R James Anderson. And he offers heating and plumbing to uh, people free of charge um, when they are, you know, in a vulnerable place, which is just really, really admirable. It
0: is really admirable. Also, um, As just to wrap up, Joy Corner, I found some sixty calorie rosé this week, and so (laughs) I just want to so you're gonna go and drink it. Be on the lookout. There's low calorie rosé out here, girls. So don't be afraid.
1: (laughs) Don't be afraid to indulge. (laughs) Hey, you go and drink your rosé, and uh, we'll communicate with each other again next week. Bye.